We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lycomsky uh, from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Trinity. Let's see, St. Paul's in Nuevas, Trinity in Darmstadt, Illinois. There we go. There we go. How's that? That's better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Alan, who are you, by the way? I am Pastor Matt okay. Youngblood Clark, and I just yeah. have one church to remember, so I've got it easy. Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. There you go. And this is... Wrestling with the Basics. Wrestling with the Basics. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been... Ti- what's wrong with <laughs> my timing? The timing's a little off the today, John. month, I've just not... One more time. And this is... Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics. I guess old age is catching up with me. I'm just like a half step behind. Maybe your tie is just tied a little too tight. <laughs> That's right. I wish you could see these. We have these wonderful ties I got from the Minnesota State Fair of all places. <laughs> That's right. And they have a picture of the Blues Brothers on them. And the, the, the tie says, on a mission from God. That's right. Kind of the theme of, of wrestling with a If you would like to see the neckties, yeah. it should be on the KFUO website, They're right? Hoping. Yes. They took pictures of us. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they took pictures. We did a photo shoot outside and yeah. uh, check it out <laughs> the two blues yeah, brothers we're, we're hoping that, that those pictures might get lost somewhere <laughs> in the archive i don't know uh, now here's the other excitement man we've just had such a great uh, last couple of weeks uh, um so we got a, uh, a letter from uh 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 mrs sherry jargez jez jez <laughs> i'm sorry sherry <laughs> <laughs> yes Sherry Chesgard, I've known Sherry. It's the tie. It's a little too <laughs> tight. Let me Go it easy up. on him. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, it's that's what I need to unbutton the button. That's I'm not just having that tight. You know, the collars fit a little it's looser when you're off a the, pastor. The aired, yeah. Okay. So we were complaining, you know, that our, we, we we lost our writers. If you've thought maybe the quality of the jokes have kind of declined because our writers both went back to school, grade school, junior high. <laughs> <laughs> So Sherry, uh, she she teaches a third third and fourth grade class at Trinity in Stewartson, Illinois, and her kids wrote material for us. So over the next few Isn't weeks, awesome? on, we'll be giving you some material. So who have you got there? What do you this got? This is a higher quality of this jokes and material. So, yeah, so if it's a little better the next few weeks, you'll know why. And thank you, Sherry, and your class there of third and fourth Super graders. thoughtful. And Sherry's family has a connection to our church, I understand, even. And that's, well, that's kind of cool, too. Well, used to be members too. of my church. It's a small world. Wow. Know? Crazy. Anyway, okay. uh, so we've got Parker. Uh, Parker has, has a joke here. Uh, what's brown and sticky? <laughs> what's brown and that sticky? Like Parker, what could that be? <laughs> I don't know. What's brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, very good. Well, I'm glad that's what it was. Because <laughs> that's not where my mind went. Yeah, thanks, Parker. That's yeah, good. I don't know right. where, where Pastor Lukomsky's mind was. <laughs> All right, so Max has got one. How do you shoot a blue elephant? You got any idea, Matt, how you shoot a blue elephant? I don't elephant? know. How do you shoot a blue elephant? Well, with a blue elephant gun, of course. How else do you think <laughs> you shoot a blue elephant? Oh, well, no. How do you shoot a white elephant? 
a white elephant gun? Oh, well, you'd think that, but no, you hold its nose till it turns blue, then you shoot it with a <laughs> blue elephant gun. Okay. Like, and who, is that from Max? That was from Max, Thanks. yeah. Can I get another from Parker? Oh, Parker. Right, one more. Oh, yeah, give Parker. Okay, here's another from Parker. Yeah. Can, it's a... What did the excited gardener do when spring came? I don't know. He he wet his plants. <laughs> Parker. Excited gardener. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do one more. This is from Camden. And and the, the, the uh, you know the reformation's coming up this, this Oh yeah. Gonna... Or as most of us know at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So these jokes have a double purpose. You, you have some that's some right. fodder here for your Halloween jokes, so we're providing right. material for your treaters. If you're going yeah, and then they ask you for a joke, you you got yeah. it. Yeah. And then Camden has a Martin Luther, uh, Martin Luther joke. joke says, oh. What what was Martin Luther's favorite animal? What is Luther's favorite animal? A monk e. Get it, because he's a monk. Was a yeah, monk. A yeah. monk. And, and, and Cameron even did us a favor of actually drawing a little picture of like that. Hammering the 95 Theses on the door there at Wittenberg. Very Thank you. nice. Thank you. We'll have more of those in the future. Listen in. We'll, we'll be kind of spicing up some of our shows. When things get a little slow here, we'll throw on a few of the jokes from the third and fourth there graders. You go. From Trinity Lutheran. James, we're doing James. We've got to get at this. We're going to be doing James. I hate this book, but we will do yet another show about it. Where do you want to go? We're doing Pastor John's least favorite book That's of the Bible, right. everyone. Yeah. So we're going to turn to the book of James in the New Testament. And we've done our little introduction. We talked about how this book of James is, is wisdom literature. So similar to some of those Old Testament books of the Bible, like Ecclesiastes and Proverbs and others, uh, God's word is imparting to us how to live life wisely. And perhaps the, the closest comparison to the book of James is uh, the Sermon on the Mount itself, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Certainly wise teaching, wisdom for life. And uh, we look at this then. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, see, go ahead, go wrong. ahead, finish what Pastor you're saying. John's not happy. No, I know, go ahead, the, finish. And we looked at this through the lens of uh, our identity as a child of God. Okay, as the people of God, as a baptized child of God, as someone redeemed by Christ, how is it then that we live out our identity as a child of God here in this world? And so that, that's what the book of James is looking at. And we might call it sanctification, okay? How do we live out our identity as the people of God? Now, now here's the reason I was making a face, because you'd, you'd made this comment before. You compared James with a Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yes. Okay. See, here's the here's the difference on this is why I'm uncomfortable with James. When you read Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, you don't walk away saying, Oh, okay, here's a list of things I can do. Here's how I can be a better person. You walk away from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and say, Man, I'm going to hell. <laughs> I think that's how I respond to it. Because in the Sermon on the Mount he talks about how, well, you know, you heard that you shouldn't kill, right? We know that. Yeah, but, you know, if you're angry at your brother, you're already a murderer in your heart. You've heard you should not uh, uh, commit adultery. Okay, I understand that. Oh, but if you lost at a woman, you're already an adulterer in your heart. That's the one that goes and says you must be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. See, so that's that. I, honestly, I I know I know when I go to the Sermon on the Mount, I don't walk away thinking, well, here's some things I can do. I walk away thinking, man, I guess I'm going to hell unless something else happens because I'm not doing any of these things that God... And, and he starts, of course, by saying, you know, we're not going to get rid of any of the law, not a jot or tittle. <laughs> Until all things are fulfilled, he says. Until Jesus is such a cheerful preacher. <laughs> no. You're going to hell. Well, I, I think yes and no. Okay. okay. I think there's right. aspects of the Sermon on the Mount that's certainly the case. Okay. You know, and you're exactly right. You know, it's not just about 
you know, murdering someone, even if you're angry with your brother, you're guilty of breaking the fifth commandment, right? But I think there's other places like how he closes the Sermon on the Mount where he talks about the foolish man building his house on the sand and the the wise man building his house on the rock. And I think that's instructional for us how to live wisely, to build our house on the rock. You know, it's just an example of of something from the Sermon on the Mount that would be similar to James. Okay. Um, All right. But I think think maybe what we're looking at are are different uses of the, the law. So it's it's That's the, good it's the same law, yeah. right? But Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, as you pointed out, uses the second use, I think. The mirror. That's yeah. what we call it in yeah. theology. And he, he, <laughs> he is shining that mirror at us, you know, pointing it at us and saying, no, it, it's not just... Get that out of my eyes. <laughs> Jesus, cut that out. This is a sunshine. But that's exactly it. It hurts when we look in the yes, mirror. It does. That's exactly the point. Uh, and so when you look at things like adultery and Jesus says, well, no, even if you even if you look at a woman, woman lustfully, you're guilty. That's, I would say, the second use where yes, we is. see our sin. But it also, I think, has some of that third use, this guide idea. Um, and I think building our house on the rock, that, that, yeah, that probably fall in that category. And I think the content of James certainly falls in that category, too. So this that is, this more is, of a is third the rule. Use. This is the third yeah, the rule. Use. This is yeah. what you do now yeah. that you know that you are yes. loved. Okay. Yes. So the, the rule you gave us last time, or the, the, the guide, is that we shouldn't uh, discriminate against people, which I think is a good principle, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, what's 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 the wisdom we have for so today? The, the wisdom for us today is, uh, boy, uh, it's a tough one. And talking about the commandments, I think it relates directly to a commandment, and we'll get to that. Uh, but today, we want to look at uh, chapter three of James, and my heading here labels it "Taming the Tongue." That's what mine does okay. too. Um, so let's let's go ahead and read about taming down the tongue. Down, down, boy, down. Get the whip. <laughs> And I, I think when we look at this, we're honest with ourselves. We, yes, it's instructions for how to do it. But I think also if we take it seriously, it's, it's what you were saying. We realize, well, we can't tame the tongue. And, uh, and you we know, need that it, forgiveness. It, it, that's the thing. I, I, I know theologically, you know, because Matt and I, we are great theologians. <laughs> <laughs> After that Luther joke, I'm... Uh, yeah. no, that's uh, so yeah, we need to get the three uses real quick. So the one is a, is, is, a, is a curb. It just keeps evil, mean people in check. You know, man, if there wasn't a speed limit, you know how fast I'd be driving. Uh, <laughs> and then the mirror, which of course, I, for me, I'm sorry, that's the most important one. It shows us that we need a Jesus. There's got to be a Savior. But then yeah. also, okay, well, what do we do now? How are we supposed to be behaving? Uh, um, and so now we got this third use of the law. But But you can't really ever separate the second from the third. I mean, we, we, we do that intellectually, but, but in reality, when you start dealing with the third, inevitably you're probably going to feel a little guilty too. Because inevitably you'll see that, well, I'm, I'm not really doing that. So, yeah, so we shouldn't distinguish between people. Well, yeah, admittedly I do. And I suppose we're going to have the same issue with the tongue. Yeah. Where, where, where do you want well, me to read? Okay, well, we'll pick up with chapter three. And uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and just skip ahead to, uh, uh, let's see here, uh, verse three. Three. Verse three. If we put bits under the mouths of horses so that they obey us, uh, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they're guided by a very small rudder uh, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member 
Yet it boasts of great things. Okay, so so uh, these different pictures James has given yeah. us of the tongue. Things I don't think we would compare the tongue to, perhaps. No. But he does. Uh, the, the bit in the horse of, in the, the mouth of a horse, okay? And then you have the, the rudder of a ship. And I think he uses these examples for a couple of reasons. Well, the first reason, he kind of tells us what it is, right? Because yeah. these are... Small, small, right? Small, small. That's the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. yet they're controlling big, big, big things. Exactly. Small bit, big horse. Small rudder, big ship. Right. Uh, and it's incredible how much power and control those small things have yeah. over those larger objects. But I think the other thing, perhaps, that he's he's hinting at is sometimes. Well, the, the bit, the rudder. What do they both do? They control where those things go. Go yeah. right. Their direction, where they're heading. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes our tongue takes us places. We don't want to go, <laughs> or we shouldn't go. Is that not the motto of wrestling with the basics? That's How often is our tongues <laughs> taking us places we didn't want to go? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I think small size, but also places uh, we yeah. might not want to go. Okay, he makes he makes one another comparison. Okay. If you want to read on there, sure. Uh, continuing on with uh, oh, the last yeah. part of yeah. verse five. Uh, and again, it's the great against the small. Yep. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast, of bird, of reptile, and street creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yikes. Wow. So, okay, okay, a spark of fire setting a blaze of a whole forest. Okay, good. And then this 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 idea of we've tamed the animals, we've tamed our pets, right? But we can't tame the tongue. And I think that's that's interesting there. You know, and maybe this is, you know, a little nod to the Sermon on the Mount in some ways. Yeah. James at least acknowledges, okay, I'm telling you about your tongue and I'm telling you, you know, how to, how to use it as a Christian, right? But I'm also acknowledging, <laughs> guess what? You're not, it, it, it's untamable when it comes down to it. And so that, that, that's, that's a cool insight. So it's not like James is simply saying, okay, now here's the things you need to do to be a good person. Yeah. But he's acknowledging, well, here are the things that we really should be doing as Christians. But unfortunately, we must acknowledge that sometimes even we as Christians can't control what the tongue ends up doing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is one place James at least alludes right. to so that, I like right? that a little bit better. Okay. okay. We're, we're working on Pastor right. John here. All right. Uh, and then I, I think the, this next verse is, is very important. So I think uh, verses 9 and 10, if you want to uh, read that. Uh, well, I actually just 9 through 12. So a couple more comparisons and uh, so, some good news about the tongue. Because so far, the tongue really stinks. Oh, it <laughs> it's set in force on fire. It's like a spark. It's untamable. It's a wild animal, right? Um, so w w the tongue's got to be doing something good. So he, he gets to that here in verses 9 and following. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring bring forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. All right. Thank you. So it's not that we don't use our tongue, right? But it's right. that we use our tongue in a proper right. way. Okay. Um, just like we shouldn't, yeah, you know, a, a spring can't produce fresh and salt water. It's one or the other, right? As a Christian, we should be producing that 
the, the good words that come out of our mouth, and we should be using our tongues for for God pleasing things. That that's the goal, at least. And you know, to actually go back to the subject you had last week, there was a little bit of second use in the law there too, because he was addressing the people and how they would treat people that came into the church, and mm-hmm. I think he was probably referring to the fact that. They actually were doing what he said they shouldn't do, that when the rich guy came in, oh, hey, come here, sit in the place of honor, and the poor guy would be kind of set out in the corner or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I agree, yeah, because, you know, he's talking about not, not showing favoritism, but then you, know, that, you can show favoritism in all sorts of ways, but yeah. he uses this very concrete example, a picture of, of the rich and the poor, and I suspect you're right that that, that actually did happen, maybe even saw it happen, maybe and now he's writing and telling today, even yeah, as we speak I in I have a feeling it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... So let's let's go ahead. What where are we going All from right. here? Well, well, good. Well, so so to go from here. One of the things uh, I when I reflected on this at Ascension, uh, it was the week of. It just happened to be the week of September the nineteenth. You know what September the nineteenth is? I have no idea. It. it I'm surprised, John. I am very surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably gonna wish the, I had this known. high and holy church holiday yeah. of September the nineteenth. It is talk like a pirate day. Oh. <laughs> Did you miss it this oh, year? Oh, we forgot it completely. Oh, boy. Oh, matey. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I love talk like a pirate. Dude. Thankfully, Liam has a joke about pirates. Oh, does he? <laughs> we'll quickly tell. Oh, I quit. What, Get what him in there, Liam. What did the... Uh, what did the pirate do at the pool? I don't know. What kind of dive will he cannonball? cannonball. Oh, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so uh, at any point, is this actually going to have any reference to James? Yes. Okay. okay. Stick with me. All right. So, wait. Wait. Hold on. We don't have that anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm All glad. Right, I... We got to get that sound effect back. <laughs> Please have a point. So so. We got pirates. We got pirate talk. We've got pirate. We all know what pirates say. Ahoy yeah. and I, I captain yeah. and Davy Jones's locker and walking the plank and all those things. One thing I, <laughs> I did for fun is I asked on Facebook. Okay, we know what a pirate <laughs> says. What does a pirate not say? Whoa. What does a pirate not say? That's it's, a good so question. Some people gave me some some real quick. Yeah. I, it just indulged me, John. Here, yeah. so they, a pirate would not say indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> A pirate would not say that eye patch goes great with that peg leg. <laughs> a pirate would not say, uh, I'll take a double shot of espresso, half-calf, no-fat latte. <laughs> and my, my, my personal favorite is a pirate would not say, yo-ho-ho, and a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the oh, point. Oh, we got okay. more writers. This I is know, cool. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. So those. Yeah. 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 I appreciate. So if you helped contribute to that, thank you very much. Um, the, the point of this is because I know you want a point, and our listeners exactly. are sure do too. I'm sure we've been waiting for it. Just now. like as there's certain things that as Christians, people who are in Christ, we we should say or shouldn't say, yeah. and hopefully distinguish us as God's people. Just like there's certain things a pirate says. <laughs> Pirate does not say uh, when it comes to, to how they use their words. Um, so I think that the thing is to be consistent then, that, okay. that we would speak as a child of God, someone who's in Christ, uh, whether we're in worship or whether we're out of worship, yeah. whether we're the, the pastor's around or the pastor's not around, uh, that there would be that consistency in how we use our words. And I think another guideline for us, the law is that eighth commandment that eighth commandment i think relates directly what james is talking about here the use of the words for good or for bad how a christian is to speak or not speak and so the eighth commandment is you shall not oh, bear false, false witness yeah. i'm sorry i didn't realize <laughs> it was, was a for, question i was looking for crowd participation <laughs> here 
Okay. Yeah. You set up their false witness, witness against yeah. your neighbor. So what does this mean? So from the catechism, and the catechism, its meaning gets it. Yeah. What a Christian says and what a Christian yeah, doesn't exactly. say. Right? Uh, so we should fear and love God so that we do not, here's what we don't yeah. say, tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, hurt his reputation. But how do we use our words? Well, do, we do not curse, just like James says. Yeah. You can summarize it, but not curse. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what do we do? Yeah. Well, we defend him. We speak well of him. And we explain everything in the kindest way. Which is all words of blessing. Yeah. yeah. Words yeah. of blessing. So, yeah. Words of blessing, not words of cursing. Uh, exactly. So, I, I think uh, when we dig a little deeper into the catechism, it, it unpacks that a little more okay so in the explanation of the catechism it says three things a christian would not say okay this shouldn't come out of our mouths all right we look at it in terms of that i'm ready it's like things a pirate wouldn't say so the catechism tells in the explanation i think this is helpful um we we wouldn't a christian will not tell lies about their neighbor right okay Uh, or betray number two betray our neighbor by making public their private faults if we know someone's false Okay, fine. We keep them to ourselves, though. We don't. Or maybe talk to them about it. Oh, even, even one on better. One. Go yeah, one. Yeah. Go one but on don't one. Don't go telling everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, number three: slandering our neighbor by rushing to judgment, complaining about them, spreading rumors. In other words, gossip. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you don't say these things with your tongues, but I think, you know, by extension in 2018, we could say you don't say those things with your fingers either, oh, right? And I, I think you know nice what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, all these things, cyberbullying, our, our words, they, they, they make a difference. Watch what you say with your words. Yeah, and thank you for pointing that, because it's not so much the tongue, it's the what the words that the tongue are from. Yes. from and, and so... What a great application, and that's the scary thing, because now we can distance ourselves, because we can do these things anonymously. I think we do tend to maybe say things that we shouldn't be saying. That's right. That that, uh, that fire is getting out of control again, yeah. isn't it? And boy, when it gets loose on the internet, does it ever get out of control? Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I love the point you said. It's not that we don't use our words. It's not that the tongue itself is bad. No, it's, it's using it correctly. Yeah. And that's the thing. What do we do? Do we just cut our tongues out of our mouths and be done with it, then we won't sin. Well, no, because by doing that, in a way, we'd, we'd be sinning because yeah. our neighbor needs our words. Oh, there you go. And they need them. And I, I think we underestimate how much damage our words can do, but we also underestimate, I think, how much good they can do. Encouraging, building up. The Catechism talks about what should we use our tongue for? Well, one, defend our neighbor when others speak badly of them. Number two, draw... Uh, drawing attention to our neighbor's good qualities. Number three, seeking to understand our neighbor's actions in the most positive light, explaining everything in the kindest way, putting the best construction on things. So, yeah, the, the tongue is a blessing from God. The tongue is good. Words are good. Don't don't overestimate how much bad they can do, though. Be careful. But also, don't underestimate how much good they can do. And you bless. Know, you've just given me a, a really profound insight that I hadn't thought of before because you talked about cutting the tongue out. Well, of course, in that Sermon on the Mount, yep. Jesus proposes, well, you know, if you've got a problem with lust, maybe pluck your eye out. If you've got a problem with stealing, cut your hand off. But, but uh, of course, the point is that isn't going to solve the problem. It's not the tongue. It's not the fingers. It's what's going on in your heart. Out of the heart of men come all these evil Jesus lists. But here's the thought I never thought of before. Here's the other reason why you wouldn't want to cut out your tongue, chop off your hand, because no, these can be good things, and you can use them in the service of your neighbor, which is why God gave you all this stuff in the first yes, place. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think just to, as we wrap up here, um, along those lines of service to our neighbor, the tongue is also the mean by which people hear about 
Jesus. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the yeah. gospel. You know, that, that Paul writes, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ. So for our tongues to be able to speak the actual word of Christ, crucified and risen, and in him, when we hear this word of law, and then we're forgiven, the tongue is what proclaims that too. Uh, so, so thank God for your tongue and the words that he's given to you, but use them in that God-pleasing way and uh, perhaps that most noble way of all to, to bless and give eternal life by the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking that word of Christ with that tongue. Any more advice from James for next week? Well, we just might have some advice. All yeah, right. if you can indulge me one more week, John, one maybe more with James, week on the book, and of then James. we can we can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> this has been wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.